Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Recharge Wrestling. We're going to be going over the AEW Revolution pay-per-view in fine detail with all the, all the happenings, all the winners, all the losers, and our general opinions of what's happened. As always, guys, please give us a like and subscribe. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, follow and interact with us on Twitter. So, Fisher, I think you want to kick us off for, for tonight. Let's, um, let's get going. Yeah, hi, guys. Um, Keeney's here as well. Just in case you want to say like, I was hoping. <laughs> <he> was back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll kick off with the um, the the kickoff show, uh, buy-in as they call it in AW. Um, so first match of the night um, in total was uh, Chris Statlander versus <clears throat> legit Layla Hirsch, and I thought this was a good way to start the kickoff. Um, you know, we, we're jumping ahead a little bit in terms of the other women's matches on the night, but I actually thought this might have been the best women's match of the of the night of the three. Um, I thought it was pretty good for, for a buy-in match. I was quite impressed. Um, I was a bit surprised at Hirsch winning, actually. Um, I think we all had on our predictions um, Statlander to win. I think only one person in our whole league, Jack, had uh, Layla Hirsch to win. So, you know. Well um, done, Jack. <laughs> yeah. He didn't win over. We'll get some predictions later. He didn't win overall, but he did get that point. <laughs> so, fair play. He's the only person that predicted um, Layla Hirsch and I, I like, I'm a Layla Hirsch fan so it's probably a surprise I didn't but I genuinely thought I thought <laughs> AWC is more in Statlander based on previous what I've seen previously so um, but yeah I, I thought it was a pretty good match this um, nothing like out of the ordinary but there was a cool um, Hurricane Rana on the apron um, there was a Statlander awesome. did a move like with Layla Hirsch stood on top of her out the corner. That was really. I good. called it an electric chair drop. Yes, yeah. The wrong way around. No, I, think it, I think you're right. I think it's electric. That was banging. I didn't, banging. That was I didn't banging. write the name down. I didn't write the name down. But um, Excalibur over there. Yeah. It, you are the Excalibur. <laughs> I should turn up in a lucha match, shouldn't I? <laughs> you are the Excalibur of the three of us, really, because you're the moves guy. You're the guy who calls the moves more than anything else. And you're I'll the Shivani fish. I'll say that. You're the Shivani. I, I like, I like doing me and Shivani. I guess I'm the Jim Ross. <laughs> <laughs> you get your own entrance. Yeah, exactly, it's awesome yeah. when he comes out to his own music and it's like proper. We <laughs> <laughs> should have our own entrance music for the podcast. We, we should. Yeah. Really. Five I had minutes my own of entrance. music. I had my own entrance the other day on the. Um, oh, on, well, on, on your prediction video. Not music, <laughs> but a, a way of entrance. Look back. I know we're discussing the results now, but look back at the predictions, guys, because Fish's entrance was hilarious. Yeah. It was like he was shocked to be there, even though. 
It's like he like like transferred universes. I did on purpose. It's always like Fisher had joined the House of Black. That's yeah. what's happened here. But someone yeah. turned out the lights. <laughs> anyway, let's get yeah. let's get back, back to the match. So it didn't take us long to go off off subject, but um, so yeah, the match was good. I really liked the finish as well. The moonsault off the ropes from from Hirsch, um, and she got the win there. And um, noticeably as well, it made her the number one contender. Um, so she's going to have a match. Jump again, jumping ahead, but against Thunder Rosa um, to decide the number one contender to face Britt Baker again at uh, is it St Patrick's Day Bash Saint or Patrick's Slam? Day, yeah, some whatever it is that show. Um, so yeah, obviously now Layla Hirsch is getting a bit of a push. So uh, I've said my piece about the the um, the match itself. What do you guys think, Keeney? Do you want to? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. So yeah, I kind of agree with you. This was a really good match. Um, Again, it's all those matches on the card. They didn't have much of a build. And that's why it's on the pre-show. It was first up. I think it was a good way to start. Um, I noticed the crowd was quite empty for this one. There wasn't many people in the arena at this point. But I guess if it's a four, five-hour show, then people are going to turn up late and probably going to miss a match or yeah, so. Yeah, they don't often put three matches on the buy-in as well. So it must have started very early. Yeah. No, this I love that idea, scene. though. I must say, the buy-in yeah, actually well, put in proper... Really good matches because we're used to WWE putting one match on a on the pre-show. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's one that everyone's like, like two, oh, two at Mania, maybe. But and yeah, it's like, one and it's like and it's like video packages. But here it was few video packages, mostly wrestling on the on the pre-show. Um, I think one thing you didn't mention, Fish, with regards to the finish was Layla Hirsch got like the ring, uh, the turnbuckle uh, tool. I don't know what it's called. Wrench. Whatever it's called, and hit um, Satlander in the face without oh, yeah. seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it wasn't a clean win. Yeah, but then then got uh, the the was it the, the like uh, spinning moonsault, whatever it was off off the ropes, which was a cool yeah. finish. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, and yeah, then I mean, I don't think she's going to beat Thunder Rosa to be the one contender, but we'll see when that when that happens. We'll see what happens there um, on, on Dynamite on Wednesday. But yeah, I thought this was a good match. Nothing special really here again but i guess if they're pushing Layla hirsch into a number one contenders match then you know that that was the purpose of this match so yeah yeah exactly Good. what did you think rusty to be honest there's, there's not too much more for me to add that, that i haven't already said that some of the moves were good but it was it was an okay match i wasn't that invested just because we've had no builds to this at all it sort of came out of nowhere well they have had um, a bit of a build not not enough to sort of engross me in what's no. been doing. On. And and um, the build they've had is easy to forget, I think. It's been very sparse yeah. and over a long Overshadowed as well, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, it's, I mean, been, it's, it's been a minor. Hirsch impressed me, I suppose, is one good thing that's come out of this match. Um, I, I wasn't a fan prior to this match. I wouldn't exactly say I'm a biggest fan. I'm not going to be a very mad <laughs> in a Layla Hirsch t-shirt anytime <laughs> soon. But I actually really enjoyed it. And Statlander, as always, looks really good. Yeah, quite enjoyed it, especially for a pre-show. Uh, buy-in match I thought it was great yeah I really did enjoy it yeah and then do you want to just go over what happened next on the pre-show because we had a interview uh someone come into the ring a special guest I think it was announced as so I, I got excited here because I heard Kenny Omega's music drop and I thought no way and then to be honest my excitement didn't drop too much when Don Callis came out because I thought <laughs> What a knob. Here he is. And he was loving it. I, I, I'm so glad this guy's back because he is one of the most annoying managers out there. Um, and he basically just bigged up how how annoyed, how bad the crowd are. 
um, for wanting Kenny to come back and they worked him to the bone. But I, I don't think it's going to be too long and we're going to see Kenny Omega back. I think we may see a few more of these of Don Callis winding the crowd up, but eventually what the pop is going to be mad when Kenny comes back. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think here, I, I, I would call Don Callis the, the Paul Heyman of AW, isn't he? He's kind of Paul Heyman adjacent. Um, not quite as good as Heyman, but he is pretty good at what he does. Uh, one thing he said, which found interesting at the end of his promo, he said that he hopes the Bucks and Cole win. Well, actually, he said, he said initially he hopes the Bucks win. And then he said, I also hope Cole wins. And I hope he's a good transitional champ before Omega comes back, which yeah. like put some seeds into that Omega Cole storyline, which is already there about Omega being around. There's already that match lined up. And I, I thought we'd see Omega later on, but you know, we didn't see him. So interesting to see when he comes back. Dangling that little yeah, carrot. He's got to be back soon. If they brought Callis back, start doing those promos, it's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's not going to be too long, I don't think. And I think the right, the right feud, the big first feud should be the Cole feud. I think the next big pay-per-view, I'm not sure yeah. which one's next. Is it? Is it all out next or is it... Um, uh, double, double or nothing. nothing. Next, it's double or nothing, yeah. isn't it? That's uh, that, March double or nothing. 29th or something. I've got it written down somewhere. Oh, is, it that, is it that soon? No, it can't yeah. be March. No, it's not say, March. That's... Oh, hang on. Let me have a look. I'm May, May, probably. <laughs> May, May 29th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it like once yeah. a quarter, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. May 29th. Imagine if it was March. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me if that's one of the big matches for yeah. Well, or you oh. you could you know in what they're yeah. like. They like to you know build out these storylines for a long period of time. Maybe we have that six man tag at a pay per view, and then we have yes. Cole Omega at the one after that. They could they, they could do this for, for six months easy. That's very true. Feud. So I true. want them to really get their teeth into that when that yeah. feud starts. And there's some I want good that matches. to go for so long. Yeah. The six man will be so good if that tag match was, was anything to go by. Uh, yes. Which we'll get into later. Um, but let's move on to the next match on the card. And it was it was our man Hook against QT Marshall. Um I just first thing I said was what a what a pop hook got here. He really got a big reaction from the crowd. Um, as as he does always, really. Um yeah, and, this is a bigger crowd though, so it's more noticeable. Yeah, no, it, it is. And this was like the, his biggest stage yet, and he looked great. He took a lot more offense than I was expecting. QT Marshall did get a bit in on him, um, which, you know, maybe this is his best opponent to date, if QT Marshall counts as that. But, yeah, I was surprised with how much offense he got. Um, and, yeah, and, and, and he got the win with the red rum. Nothing particularly new that we haven't seen before from Hook, but still just great to see him on, on a pay-per-view, if, if only the buy-in. I mean... What did you think, Krusty? Yeah, I, I, as, as always, I love Hook. As you say, he gets the crowd going and he's just so cool. He, hasn't, he doesn't even pop a little smile. You think when he came out to this sort of audience, he'd just let a little cheeky grin out, but nothing throughout the whole match. He does yeah. not show any emotion. It was nice to see him um, take some offence as well, because as we know, wrestling goes both ways, doesn't it? And you, you, mm. It's impressive to, to do the moves, but also to take the moves. And I thought he looked... 100% the whole way through, some really technical suplexes. I love it when people go from a suplex into a bridge. That's just some insane strength. Um, he's just looking better and better. And I'm loving this really slow build. Um, it, it Next, I guess, is promo work. Are we going to get a promo from him at some point or are they going to shield him from that? I Who think, knows? I think if yeah. you have Taz talking for him, I think that's fine. It'd be incredible, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I basically agree with what we said. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. We've seen him having these style of matches on Rampage. Like you said, he, he QT got more on him, but it's a pay-per-view match. They had to kind of do something. 
um, you know. Um, but yeah, I want to see him. They've slowly built this brilliantly to his pay-per-view debut. Now he's had his pay-per-view debut. I want him to get stuck into a storyline because um, most of his matches have just been the kind of squash matches. He's not really been in a feud yet. Other than, well, this this was a mini feud, but it was the one who was obviously going to win. And and now I want to see him go to that next level. It doesn't have to be a main event or anything, but just someone up, up the card a little bit. Let, and like you say, maybe do some, even if it's not him talking, someone talking on his behalf or some sort of storyline. Um, I feel like obviously there is you could do a storyline either with Team Taz or against Team Taz because I'm not really he's not really aligned with them at the moment doesn't seem he's always on his own and he's more booked like a face and they're like heels and so I, I think you could go either way with that but I think I would like to see that maybe come up soon him and Ricky Starks or something I, I think I mentioned the other day I'd like to see him do the like a feud over the FTW title at some point um, so maybe that's what you could build to maybe for the next pay-per-view um, and you could do that as a match or something. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've really, I'm really enjoying what they're doing. They'd really struggle to mess him up, wouldn't they? At this point, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to. He's to doing honest. so well. Yeah, and yeah. this match was what it needed to be. QT was just dodging it out of the way at the start, trying to goad him to the outside. Um, like he had some sort of plan, but it, you know, it didn't last very long. I think the match went about five minutes as it should, and uh, Hook won very easily. And so he would tap out in the end. So yeah, not a lot else to say about this match itself. And I don't know if he's been on AEW Dark or anything like that, but this is the first time I've seen a go-go in a long time since that match with Cody. Um, I, I, I think thought... he, I think he has had some dark matches a go-go. He's been on one yeah. or two, yeah, but he's not been on. He's not really been on TV, has he? Yeah, well, actually, when that's the point. When he walked out, I thought, oh, is that what's going to be next? Hook? Are we going to see Hook a go-go soon? Maybe that's what's going to come you up. Could do, you could do that no, as a bit really of a challenge. Camarado has been back on the screen lately. Possibly yeah. could be a good opponent for him as well. Yeah. yeah. So in the next match, where I thought was phenomenal, uh, I must say, um, House of Black versus um, Death Triangle and Eric Redbeard. I, I really, I know it was a bit of a shock when we saw him last week, but I thought, not, not Redbeard, sorry, but the Dark Priest, Alex Abrahentes, I think he looked awesome. He looks yeah. absolutely awesome. It's added Alongside, to his character, hasn't it? Because he was just kind yeah. of there before. He was just the guy who stood there, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. With Dark Penta as well. I think he looks insane, by the way. Yeah, it's Penta weird. Oscuro. So I, I, Oscuro means dark. I, I Googled that earlier. Ah, well, but he I, I didn't know that. So, yeah. No, I knew, I knew he'd had this. There. He's done this before, apparently, in the past. I don't know if it's in Impact or, or other promotions he's worked in. But yeah, I know he's. Um, has done this like kind of thing before, um, but it was really cool. I like that he can I love it. adjust adjust his character slightly depending on the feud. And so did Alex, like Alex Abrahantis, because it was against a dark sort of team in yeah. in um, House of Black. Like he went into that, and I like it when they do that on feuds. It's um, cool, isn't it? It really adds some sort of mysterious. It, it's not like, <laughs> and the great thing about it is, normal... Pac doesn't need to do anything because he just. He no, feels like that he anyway. Just adds like an angry man, doesn't he? <laughs> That's what I love about it, is that he doesn't need to change at all. Just um, comes out in his pants and boots. Yeah. Away he goes. And he still looks like a badass. The bastard. Yeah, uh, yeah I, this, I, this is great. So cool. They just look great. And then they're coming down to the, both teams. It's, it's not like, I know it is sort of heel face, but it's not. It's just a real obscure fight isn't it? Mm. And I must say, so impressed with Eric Redbeard. I think he did more in this match than he did in the whole of his WWE career. 
and I, I think, no I, I think you're doing a bit of injustice there. Yeah, I, think the right I mean, in terms of rest, not sorry. Let me say that back. He was good in the WWE, but I mean, in terms of showing off wrestling in ring, he was all over the place. Mm. Um, I was loving it. Maybe it's because I've forgotten. Yeah, I, I feel like you know WWE when they had the, the Blood Brothers run. I feel yes. like him and him and uh, Brothers, yeah. Yeah, I feel like when him and Harper were doing that. They did a lot of this. I always thought Harper outshone him, though. That was the problem. Yes. Uh, I, do, I do run, agree with you. He also had a good run with um, Daniel Bryan as well in WWE, but they were a tag team. If I you can't remember even that. remember that. That was right at the end of... My that... favourite tag team partner was him and the Spider. Oh, God, yeah. Un- unfortunately, all I remember is <laughs> him... All I remember is him going around with a cage at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah the nothing, spider, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. No, was that the spider, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was joking I completely about completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, I think that's, that's the problem. I think we're forgetting how good he was because but of that. He I was think, insane in this he match. He was great. Me, All right, then. Let's he was, right, I, yeah. Imagine I never said that. He was <laughs> mad in this match. He was he was taking everyone out. He was doing big cross bodies. He just looked cool as well. And I think alongside Death Triangle just made him look just just amazing and i like the way we sort of transitioned from spot to spot we had like matthews in the ring with pack and they had like a really quick um blows and then we had Brody king in the ring with Redbeard, as i said having like the big they were just like, uh. smashing into each other and you love i love a bit of big men <laughs> smashing into each other it's, it's awesome <laughs> and then you got penta with um black with Black just having some crazy fights like on the ring apron and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, he did an awesome destroyer on the on the ring apron. Yeah, uh, Pe- yeah Penta yeah. on Buddy Matthews. Just absolutely insane. Yeah. I-, I loved this match in probably one of my top matches of the whole night. How about you, Fisher? What did you think? Yeah, I, I thought, again, for the buy-in, this was incredible. Um, I love fun six-man matches, and we got another one later on. Um, but yeah, the, sometimes they can just be so much fun. They don't have to have necessarily have like. I know this did have a bit of a story, but it doesn't have. They don't have to. Sometimes they can just be really fun, chaotic matches, and this had some great spots. I think what I really noticed as well was how like Eric Redbeard got a great reaction when he came out, and it's just like nice to see stuff like that because in WWE, oh. he never he would never have got like a pop like that. Do you know what I mean? It's coming out it's on his own, not on his own. In the Wyatt family, yes. Um, yeah. But not not after that really, um, and yeah, he was awesome. I thought Murph, uh, Buddy, I, I still call him Murphy. I can't help it. <laughs> Buddy, Buddy Matthews, easily um, done, isn't it? He had a really yeah. good showing. Um, I actually wrote down on my like no, uh, notes that uh, him and when him and Pac were in the the ring, it was like two oh five live vibes because they both used to beat wrestle on there and they were, they were flying around the ring. Um, uh, yeah, it reminded 205. me of like, the size, the size <laughs> sounds, of Buddy Matthews' arm. That, that sounds like an insult. I don't five pounds. Uh, yeah. Even Pack was he ever under two hundred five? Really? He's, <laughs> he's always been jacked. It's just crazy uh. that those two weren't really. You, I mean, Murphy was a little bit, but they weren't really used too much beyond two hundred five no. live mm. um, towards the end of their careers. Um, but yeah, like they showed what they can do. Um, I mean, I'm a big Malachi Black fan anyway. I don't. I thought he was sort of outshunned by Brody King in this match, if I'm being honest. I thought Brody really stood out. He did a sick um, dive. He did a yeah. cool Death Valley driver um, where he lifted yeah. um, Redbeard up. It was on Redbeard as well. Strong. 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 Yeah, he really showed his... Um, I think they all really benefit. went for it in this match. I loved yeah. it. And, and the finish I thought was really cool as well. Um, so you got... Black did the the mist into Redbeard's eyes, um, yeah. but he then hit a, a knee strike, 
And then Brody King finished him off with a um, a pile driver. And makes him look so yeah. strong. The first of about, I, I, I wrote so on my notes, we'll get to it later, but I'd noticed there were so many tombstones and power drivers on this show. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Like Do you think it's like homage to, yeah. to I, the I honestly, Fame induction? They also, he did, a, um, Brody King did a Death Valley driver in this match. And I, was, I wrote on my notes, is this some sort of Undertaker tribute to this show? Because honestly, there were so many references I felt to it. I don't know if that was a coincidence or not. But yeah, so he ended everyone up Everyone did one, driver. didn't they? Yeah, it's I feel so, like they were everywhere. Like every, every match, match had a power driver, yeah. Yeah, or a tombstone or something. Um, but yeah, really cool finish. And um, Redbeard took the pin, which I think is probably the right decision if he's not signed to AEW because yeah. you don't want to ha- harm the guys on your roster. I know he's huge in terms he of size. He looks strong though because well, he, he, he took, he took a, a lot from yeah. everybody, didn't he? Yeah, and he also he's not on the roster and he gets to put over. Um, was it Brody King who got the pin? I think yeah. in the end. So he I gets think to the put over made... someone like Brody King, which is quite cool. I, th- I think that really makes sense rather than pinning any either of the other two guys on that team. So. And I, yeah. I thought House of Black were always the, the best option to win as well. So I feel like they've bared, bared the actual faction. I know Penta and Pack have teamed for a long time, but Redbeard's kind of an outsider, really. Yeah, it'll be interesting what happens if, um, or when Phoenix comes back, whether we carry on this feud with those six and about Red Redbeard. Um, I, th- I think that was kind of one of my thoughts for this match was, Looks-wise, this looked like a weird matchup. Like I think if you swap Redbeard and Murphy round, it looks like it just seems to fit better with I think all the tattoos and stuff. And Maybe, yeah, I can understand. Yeah. I, 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 I was I think I can imagine Redbeard with House. Then of you Black. could probably also swap Penta into House of Black as yeah. well. And, yeah. and Alex Abrahantes, you could <laughs> in fact just make one massive match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Buddy Murphy sure. stood on his own. <laughs> but don't make it like the um, Andrade Matt Hardy faction where everyone's just in it. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah, bit, 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 bit big that faction. Oh, we'll get it? to that later. We'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, we will. Um, but I don't have really much else. Well, if you kind of all, all covered it, I say I noted how quick Penta and Buddy Matthews were early on. I think it was like right at the start of the match, them two were in the ring and they kept like countering each other and the pace was insane. I was yeah. like, Jesus, these guys are it. going fast. These guys can move. And then that was like straight away followed by uh, Brody King and Redbeard, who were just trying to knock each other over. And it had it, was, it all, didn't just, it? Just a strength. Yeah, it was really good. Had it um, all. Really good match in terms of that. And obviously, all these matches go a bit chaotic. Um, I like the, there's a fear factor on the apron to black. Um, and he went for the pit, but he wasn't the legal man as well. And then Matthews did like a curb stomp on Penta from like behind. I don't know, it's not really a curb stomp, but he like put his foot behind his head and stamped him into the in, in, into the mat, which is quite cool. Oh, yeah. Is that like his finish, should you think? I think so. It seemed to be. He was kind of like building up to it, wasn't he? Then he did it. So I'm not, I'm not sure what his finish. We haven't seen it yet from Matthews, but it looked to be kind of a signature move for him. Um, but yeah, House of Blackwood, a right team to win. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to Phoenix coming back and getting Death oh. Triangle back properly. As much as I loved, and I thought I agree, I thought Redbeard was really good here. Um, makes me think he's be a better idea to sign than some of their signees recently. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually really love him to be on to be on AEW's yeah. roster. Like I'm surprised. Say, I'm surprised not because he, he came for that Brody Lee tribute, and obviously he's got a lot of connections in AEW with. Um, uh, Brady Lee's wife who works there and probably a lot of the Dark Order he's probably going to be doing with. a bit of work with Ring of Honor I, I was going to say I, I would say don't sign not necessarily sign him for the AEW roster because it's stacked but if they put him on the Ring of Honor roster like as a big man on there that would be awesome he could probably be champion yeah. 
yeah, you could, you, you know, if you use, I know they're using that as a developmental, but they're going to have some, some relatively well-known faces on there, surely. So he would be someone cool to use on there, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. And one thing, I know he does it every time, but Penta, when he does the uh, Sierra Mido, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 he, he like did it to Pat and he's like right in his face, uh, like pushing him in his face. And it just, uh, that would annoy me. So I can see how it'd like get Pack all riled up. Um, Pack? You mean Murphy? Matthews? No, it was to, was it not to Pack? Pack's on his team. Oh, he's on his team, isn't he? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> well, probably Matthews. If it's... Pack was getting annoyed as well. I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fisher, do you want to move on to the main cards? Yeah, so let's start with the main cards. And the first match I thought opened up, this is a good match to open with as well. Jericho and Kingston. So Judas hits straight away. The fans get up for it. And um, yeah, they, they had a pretty good match here. I wouldn't say it was like the best match of the night or anything, but that's there's such a high bar that <laughs> that would if it was match of the night, it'd have to be incredible. So um, that's not an insult in any way. Um, but yeah, really good. I thought it started hot with um eddie going for a big suplex straight away jericho and landing straight on jericho's Lando's head, head. Yeah, yeah that was like bloody hell, what a start that was to the pay-per-view just uh, yeah crazy start you had eddie biting him as well at one point you had um jericho playing the hits really he did a cool hurricane runner he did a lion salt he did the walls he did i think two code breakers you know he was doing he all did. of his he was doing Kingston all of his was kicking out of it all wasn't he yeah he was doing all the classic moves from back in the day um but yeah, and then the finish was really cool. He went for another code breaker, the second one. He went to took his time setting up for the Judas effect, but then Kingston reversed that and did a sort of his own version of it almost. <coughs> um, a sort of a spinning strike. Um, and then he did a cool submission, um, wrenched ne- Jericho's neck like three times, and on the third time, Jericho tapped out. Yeah, then, I, I was going to question the name of it. So I've got it written down as Stretch Plum, but I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I think that's what they said. Stretch it was something, 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 something like that, they called it. I may be wrong, and please comment if, if you know. <laughs> I but, have no where, idea. Where and, was his other until where was his other hand? <laughs> until I'm told otherwise, <laughs> I'm calling it a Stretch Plum, that finisher. <laughs> I can't say I've ever heard the Stretch Plum. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it as well. Um, I thought it actually exceeded my expectations. I was worried it was going to be really slow, but actually I thought it was brilliant. There were suplexes flying all over the place. Kingston actually landed on his quite high on his neck as well. Yeah. And I was wondering, did Jericho do that on purpose when I saw him do that? I thought to get his own back. But Jericho basically spiked himself on his head. It reminded me a bit of Moss. Um, yeah, it was, it was a madcap Moss, yeah. wasn't it? The, the landing. But I think sometimes I'm not too keen on the Judas effects as a finisher and things like that. But I think in this match, it really worked because they were sort of flying them everywhere. Um, and it's a move you can sort of hit, bang, out of nowhere. But no, I think the right man won. Um, yeah, K- Kingston needed it, didn't he? We, we all said that in our prediction. Yeah, and he was kind of in tears, wasn't he, at the end? You could see him. Like his, I think there was like a shot of when the, when, um, the, the referee announced he, he won, his face. He looked genuinely like moved by it. He looked pretty um, emotional and I think the only thing as we mentioned yet is he obviously he went to shake Jericho's hand yeah. at the end and Jericho refused it yeah he teased doing down, it didn't he is, is, that, is, 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 is that the heel turn confirmed by Jericho it's been on this way I think Jericho's heel turn and I think this is probably it because the crowd were big there was even a point in the start match actually where the fans were charting let's go Eddie and, and Jericho gave him all the middle finger I don't know if you yeah. guys saw that so 
I, I think Jericho's turning heel, Kingston's definitely a face of him, and his reaction was big. And yeah, I thought that ending was Jericho confirming his heel. Maybe we're getting more here, but I don't really think they need to go again. I think this is Kingston's moment. I don't think they yeah. need to go again, but who knows what, what's next. One thing I was a little bit surprised by, and I wrote in my notes, was there was no involvement of Santana and Ortiz here. Um, kind of expected them, after what we saw in Dynamite, I kind of expected them to, to get involved in the match. But I didn't mind that they didn't. Um, Mm. I, I kind of thought either they're going to help Jericho or they're going to, it was all a ruse and they're going to help Eddie and that's going to set up them being with Eddie from now on. But they didn't get, they didn't come out at all, which I think helps the match because Eddie gets in a clean win over Jericho. I think, you know, if it had got a win by them helping, it wouldn't have, even though he got a big moment, it would have been a bit soured. Yeah. Um, and also we got a lot of interference later on in the show. And I yeah. Think with, with that in mind, you don't need interference on every match. Do you? No, that, so that's it's true. It's good to not have but it. Here. I didn't mind it not happening, but I just, I was surprised it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you're right. Especially after their little moment on rat on um, dynamite, you thought something might happen here, but yeah, no, nothing came from that. Um, let's move on then to the next match on the card. And we had the AW tag team title match between the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and Jurassic Express, who I call Jurassic Express, but they actually didn't call them this at all in the match. They called them Lucha, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I don't know if Jurassic Express has gone as a team name, but I know they did not mention it at all. Apart from the move they used to finish the match, which they called the move Jurassic Express. They've done. Have they done a Viking Raiders? Because that's what the Viking Raiders. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> think they? I think they've not called. I think they've stopped calling them Jurassic Express. Yeah, no, like the ring announcer. Comment I didn't. Came, no to be point, honest, I didn't notice that. At no point they called it Jurassic Express throughout the match. They I noticed it the finisher was called it. Yeah, I didn't know it was in Jungle Boy, and I just thought it was a weird one. I haven't seen Marco stunt in a while. Yeah, well, I think he's gone, hasn't he? Um, well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's gone, Marco stunt. Unfortunately, but uh, they replaced them with Christian. It's a bit of an upgrade, isn't it? To be fair, <laughs> it is. Um, but this match in itself is my match of the night. I thought this was absolutely insane, and not just. I mean, there, it's 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 Spot City is all Young Bucks matches are so many cool spots, but the storytelling in this match as well, like Jungle Boy taking so much offense as he tends to do in um in Jurassic Express or whatever they're called tag team matches. <laughs> I, I, I thought Luchasaurus looked amazing in this match. I think, so I think we've praised him before. His hot tag was yeah. mad. His hot yeah. tag in this match was mad. But like he was throwing people around left, right. There was a point where he, he took out all four of them. Um, I think he did more chokes than Red Dragon. Kane did in most of his career. <laughs> he, was, he was going for it. He did. Um, and yeah, such a, such a great match. And the finish as well, the kind of um, like... Flipping Luchasaurus, flipping Jackson. Uh, I can't remember which Jackson. Is. I, I've just read a Jackson. One of the Jacksons into like a power bomb. Oh, that um, was mad! Which they call Jurassic Express from Young Jungle Boy for the win. Um, was a really cool finish. That's insane. I love it. Yeah, and I mean, we had BT triggers, we had high lows, we we had everything in this match. It just, I just think it really delivered. Um, I was surprised they were tagging at the start, like these triple threat matches don't really work as tags um but it kind of did work a bit because you had the um young bucks and um yeah built up to the red dragon tagging each other in um and there was like also point where they both went for pins and broke up and then when they first got in the ring together they kind of had that confrontation but yeah brilliant match and obviously the story here is young bucks and red dragon but you can't like 
forget Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, who I thought they were my two standouts in this match, those two. I thought they were so good. What did you think, Krusty? I completely agree. And like you said about Luchasaurus, um, he's so impressive. I mean, he does he does a standing um, moonsault, off, which is just incredible, a guy of that size. Yeah. And then followed up by like really powerful choke slams. Um, you, uh, he's just so athletic. I, I really enjoy it. Um, and one thing I did note down, I just these three, I called them three proper tag teams. So there was tandem offences from all three teams. Obviously, yeah. we know the Young Bucks are insane. Um, the finisher that you just mentioned from um, Jurassic Express uh, is just incredible. I, I had to rewind to watch that move. It was so cool. I absolutely loved it. And Red Dragon with the high lows and things like that. This was just a perfectly booked match. The teams were all incredible. Thoroughly enjoyable. The pace was just amazing. And I can't wait to see, well, one, who Jurassic Express are going to go on to face mm. um, and feud with down the line. Is it going to be, uh, jumping ahead a bit, Mox and Danielson maybe? Um, oh. I could see that possibly being an absolute fire match. Um, <sighs> and then Red Dragon and Young Bucks is just going to be a really long feud, I think, that's just going to be absolutely insane. Yep. Yeah, I really on. enjoyed it. Fisher? Yeah, I mean, I haven't got too much to add. I mean, you, you kind of covered it all there, but um, yeah, really enjoyed it. it wasn't, I don't, don't know if it was my match of the night. There's two or three other options. Like, there, there was so many good matches on this card, um, but it was insanely good. Um, and I love the build of the tension between um, Red Dragon and Young Bucks. You know, they were, they were talking, they were communicating across the thing. You could actually hear them a lot in this match, which I quite liked. Um, and they were sort of, you know, that wasn't part of the deal and all this kind of stuff. And they're talking about the agreement. And and then I think Kyle O'Reilly kind of started it where he did something that the Young Bucks didn't like. And then the Young and then it just kind of mm. kind of, kind of one up in each other until eventually they were in the ring at the same time. And I think that was when Luchasaurus got in the ring and just absolutely destroyed everyone. Yeah. Um, and it was great. I, I really, it really stood out about Luchasaurus hot tag. Um, there, was a, there was a couple of other spots as well. There was an insane spot where, um, Jungle Boy did a shooting star press. Carlo oh, Riley was doing a guillotine and he did a shooting yeah. star press. Oh, that was incredible. That, that oh, no, was the, the, the room for maneuver there is like minimal. It's, it's incredible from Jungle yeah, Boy. That, He's that so awesome. good, that guy. Um, O'Reilly as well, they, they start cheating, hit him with the belt. Um, got a very close near four. I actually thought they might win here. Um, Jungle Boy kicked, somehow kicked out. Um, but yeah, I, like you mentioned the tag team moves and it's really cool. I feel like I haven't seen, I missed the Undisputed Era style tag team moves mm. because we haven't seen it in ages mm. because towards the end of their NXT run, they were all singles. Um, they should never like have split them up. Especially O'Reilly and um, and Fish. I don't mind yeah. Cole going on his own. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, that, that was cool. It felt fresh to see it because I haven't seen it so long. I was like, oh yes, I love this stuff. Um, so that I, I really enjoyed. And the whole match was just great. Um, and it ended up, like you say, I think it was two on one in the end with one of the young bucks. I can't remember which one. And uh, Jungle Boy and it's just their, their uh, double team move to win. Um, I think we all had Jurassic Express to win as well in our predictions. Um, there's quite a few people went for Red Dragon. I think one person maybe had the young bucks. Um, so yeah. it was quite a split actually. Um, but we got this one right. So I think we all thought maybe Young Bucks and Red Dragon would end up cancelling each other out, and that's basically what happened. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Do you want to go on to the next match, Krusty? On to our next match was the six-man ladder match, which I believe was a contenders match for the TNT title. Have I got yeah. that right? Yeah, that is right. Yeah. Face of the revolution. So, yeah, and they were all being Sonic to try and get that brass ring. Yeah, I got uh, that in my notes. The Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> ring on top. To... It was quite cool, actually. It was something yeah. different. Uh, I didn't expect it. I was like, what is that? Should have made the noise when, when, when they pulled it down. The little ding. <laughs> this show was all about Wardlow and rings, wasn't it? It was. That's what the show was all about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we got, he used the ring later on. That's what, you know, you get the ring fun. Oh, dear. Uh, so, firstly, Keith Lee is looking absolutely massive. I didn't think we'd ever see someone make Wardlow look small. He looked like mm. a little kid next to him. Um, there were some amazing spots in this match. Really good. We had some mm. great... Um, what I loved was the mix between big, huge guys doing strong, beefy spots versus the athletic, um, the more athletic guys. Yeah, so you had the mix. comedy in there as well. A bit yeah, mixed with Orange that Cassidy. As well. Yeah. I mean, well, the one bit that really almost straight away was um, I love this stuff. People using him as a battering. Orange Cassidy as a battering ram, <laughs> yeah. knocking yeah. everyone out. <laughs> and then there was one spot where Keith Lee and Wardlow were lifting. Um, I love Orange that. Cassidy above the head on a ladder. I was like, yeah, and he flipped, he flipped yeah. around, didn't he? He and pulled himself won. up. To, he pulled to himself up yeah. and then he nearly grabbed that. Ring, yeah. That would have been so, that would have been, a, that, if that, that was, was a finish a cool to a match, spot, that would have been an it? awesome finish. Of that. Yeah. No, obviously you're not going to have Orange Cassidy probably win this match, but imagine if he was. Well, you literally at the start, you had the three big guys in the ring at the start. They all come together. Then um, Cassidy, Cassidy in gets in the middle. Yeah. And then they go for him. And then he climbs on top of all three of them, right? Literally, the start of the match to try and grab it. Cassidy's hit or miss for me, but I really enjoyed him in this match. Yeah, it did. I was going to say, I think because of the way the match went, he added to this so well. Yeah. And you even had Dan Housen come in. I yeah. love this guy. He does <laughs> nothing apart from coming and just stare at people. Uh, He's cursing people. <laughs> yeah, cursing them. I, I love it. Although he didn't do a very good curse on Wardlow, did he? Because it ended with Wardlow, <laughs> the, the finish. Wardlow powerbombing Starks onto that sort of setup ladder, which was from the ladder to the rope. Ah, that looks sore. Starks yeah. sold that as well. He's like head was legs were just in the air. For yeah, the I think time. they actually got it wrong. It seemed like he kind of landed sort before of he was meant to. He was meant to push him out a bit further, and he kind of went straight down. Straight I think they, <laughs> it looked good. Though. More painful. Yeah, I honestly thought at this point it was taking quite a while before Wardlow climbed, and I thought someone's going to get him here. But no, he sort of leisurely went up. I I didn't get this right in my prediction, and I I overthought this, which is a shame. I should have gone with my gut feeling. However, I was so chuffed because I love Wardlow and I've liked him for a long, long time, and I'm glad he's finally getting this push. But like I said, everyone looked brilliant. Big guys in the ring smashing into each other. I thought Will Hobbs was a real MVP in this match. Uh, yeah. Really enjoyed him. What did you think, Keith? Yeah, I, I agree. I actually think my MVP for this match was maybe Christian. I thought he was really good. Like, for someone... He's that, literally a ladder match master. Yeah, like someone he? that... When like he got, like... He only, he only got added mm. to the match on Friday. I was like, oh, it's kind of like an afterthought. He was in the match. But I thought he had a really good show in. He, he did the spear on Hobbs in, uh, into the corner um, onto a ladder. There's also a really cool spot where Starks, like, jumped through the ladder. Oh, um, I think that was on to Christian uh, for like a jumping spear was amazing. And obviously the spot we haven't mentioned yet was Wardlow pushing Hobbs 
and Lee off the entrance ramp through the table when oh. they were kind of colliding. And when that happens, you think Wardlow's going to win this now. He's taken out the two big guys. Yeah. Um, I was actually quite surprised of how little Wardlow did in the first half of the match. He was kind of not in the ring much. It was he all like Cassidy. Out, he? Yeah. He was kind of the, the sixth, like most active wrestler. But then I was kept thinking, I was like, surely he's going to win this because they're not showing him much at the start. Um, yeah, Dan Housen was cool. Um, and yeah, I, I, if you said everything else, Fisher, have you got anything else on this one? Um, a couple of things. Yeah. So the first, um, at the start of the match, they showed Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky, even Page and Page Van Zandt sat in the crowd watching this yeah. because obviously Scorpio Sky is number one contender already for this title. So he's facing Sammy Guevara on Dynamite. Is it this week? I think yeah, Wednesday, yeah, and then obviously Wardlow will now face the winner of that match. So that was an interesting little sort of at, side at the St. Patrick's Day show, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I, you know, it's interesting. Paige Van Zandt, I believe, has signed with AEW now. Um, yeah. So she was kind of with them, which was interesting. But yeah, they were watching this match intently, and the the camera showed them a few times throughout the night. Showed, especially, I think it showed them every match about five times. Yeah, like, oh, a lot during again. this match. Um, there they are again. <laughs> Obviously, that was it was relevant to this match more than anything else. Uh, but yeah, there's just some really cool stuff. Um, you know, like Orange climate, he, he climbed the ladder no-handed at one point, just hands in his pockets, and just these little things that he was doing. It was like, you know, it's things I haven't really seen that much in a ladder match before, um, mm. which I thought was really innovative and quite cool. Refreshing to have just the big guys in there as well. I yeah, think. it was refreshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many big guys in ladder matches. And I, I, I don't know. Free. I know Kenny just mentioned a few spots, but I don't know if he mentioned. Um, the one where they kind of snapped half the ladder each. Oh, yeah. Hobbs and um, Wardlow. Hobbs and um, Keith Lee. It, it was Lee, two yeah. of the big men. Yeah. Two of the three big men. Um, yeah. Well, they just snapped the ladder in half and were hitting. Actually, I think they were hitting Keith Lee with it. I can't remember. But it was yeah. those three. And those three did a lot in this match, the three big men. I thought it was really, really, uh, really, really good stuff. There were some cool, innovative spots in there. I think Wardlow winning is the right decision. I predicted it. Uh, I know you did as well, Keeney. Um, mm. I feel like uh, the reason I predicted it, and I think this could happen, is I feel like Keith Lee will splinter off into a feud with Team Taz. Um, and then Wardlow, the story is obviously with MJF, and maybe like, you know, he'll he'll whether he can keep his ring or not, I'm not sure. You know, maybe MJF's gonna try and take it off him. I don't know. You can see that maybe happening. Um, but mm. yeah, I, that's what I think is gonna happen. I think Keith Lee's maybe gonna face Powerhouse Hobbs one on one. Yep. I can see that being a, like a little That'd mini view. Awesome. I'm ready for um, that. Yeah, I, I, that's why I predicted Wardlow because I could just see that happening and I think that maybe is the direction they're going to go in. So, yeah, but really good match. Great, great match. Something that um, was really refreshing is we didn't get any climbing the ladder at like snail speed. Apart from Wardlow at the end. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he was chilling yeah. though. When he, he wasn't like, <laughs> oh no, I can't make it up the ladder. No. At one point, Starks almost like ran up the ladder. Which oh, was, Starks and um, yeah. Hobbs at the same time, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, that, like, that was quite That funny, was a cool yeah. spot as well, because obviously they're, they're affiliated Racing, with the same right, team. Right. And they decided to shake cans and then race to the top. Um, <laughs> I think someone pushed them off. I think it might have been Orange Cassidy. But, yeah, someone yeah. pushed the ladder over and they fell down. But, yeah, it was, it was a really enjoyable ladder match. Um, yeah, always love these kind of ladder matches. Just, yeah. I, I think they need to do one. The thing is, the way Wardlow could have won. And then was like, no, nah, I'm going outside, just start smashing people. <laughs> He's completely ignoring the ring. I think so. I think we we all criticised kind of the point of the match because Sammy Guevara was handing out title matches left, right, and centre anyway. So why do you need a ladder match to get it? But when it came to it, like the match was so good. Yeah, yeah just one of those. I things. didn't really the, care the, in the, the end. The like reason for the match is stupid. 
but the match itself is amazing. Yeah. Like if this if this was sort of AW title, we'd be a lot more excited if we had Wardlow Hangman Page coming up for the title. We'd be like, oh god, let's go for that. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting with Wardlow. Like, will he win the title or not? Will MJF screw him out of it? Right now, I think they'd be I think they'd be mad not to put it on him because he is getting some big reactions, Wardlow. But then surely got to get MJF. Yeah, yeah, MJF's going to cost him in that match because because he didn't give him that ring. Yeah, he's going to string him along, I think, and then at that at that um, night, St. Patrick's Bash is that what it's called? St. Patrick's Slam, I think. Slam. Um, I think he's going to cost him it there, and then that's going to start that feud. Yeah, you might be right. Um, just I got the match the... wrong. So uh, who do I? What, who am <laughs> yeah, I? Exactly. Doing? We're, not, we're not listening to you. Yeah, don't uh, listen to me. Before we go to Fisher for the next match, we just quickly had um, a contract signing of Swerve. Whose house? Swerve's house. Swerve's house. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you um, noticed this, guys, but. When, oh, um, oh yeah, you were talking. But about yeah, it. when Tony came out, I didn't notice it. he was waving the, he was talking and waving the contract round, and he he showed it to the camera, and it said "swerve" on the contract. I was like, well, I know who signed now. Like he kind of gave it away uh, <laughs> before, and I think someone got in his ear because after a while he put it behind his back. So I think someone got in his ear and said, "You've just shown the camera who who signed." <laughs> I so didn't it, notice it's just this. Quite funny. Tony, I didn't notice it, but Shivani's yeah. a legend. I noticed it straight away. Like literally, like the first word he said, he was swinging it, and he said "swerve." I was like, "Oh, before you even start talking, I know what this is about." Um, yeah. But still, how cool does Swerve look, and how excited are you to see Swerve on our TVs again? Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see him, see him. You know, he's saying you know maybe AEW signing too many people, but he's someone I think's got so much potential. Yeah, you can do so much with him. Um, I don't really understand. I hit row didn't oh, were great on NXT and on the main roster, it wasn't given much of a chance, but it wasn't working great. And I don't, I think the other guys, I'm not saying I understand why they got released, but Swerve was so good. Yeah. I, I can't believe they released Swerve him. was to stand out of the group 100 yeah. yeah. because he was great in the ring. The others were a bit green in the ring, let's just say. Mm. They hadn't wrestled much on NXT. They hadn't, I mean, we hadn't really seen that much of them. Whereas Swerve was a North American champion. He was great. Um, so yeah, I was, I was a little bit surprised they they didn't keep him at least, but they didn't. And AEW have picked him up and, and fair enough. And he looks so cool wearing his suit and just the way he talks as well. I, I just think he's got something about him. And yeah, I'm sure he's going to do big things here. I, I, I really think he could do well. Yeah, even I've, in a stacked I've, roster. I have also, the crowd reaction to him was amazing. Like, before he said anything, everyone was chiming. Yeah, I, house, think everyone knew, house. I think everyone knew it was him as well. In the uh, they, they, could, they probably saw it on the camera. No, you could hear him <laughs> chanting Swerve. I mean, everyone knew. I, I yeah. knew it was going to be him purely from what I'd heard. They, I, I mean, I tweet. I, I think we tweeted that about it on our account that a week ago that he'd signed for AEW. So I kind of expected it to be him. But um, yeah, mm. you know, it's still it was still cool. What did you think, Chris? Anything? Anything? Really cool. Time? As you yeah. know, I was a really big fan of Hit Row. Got quite annoyed when. They got released, even yeah. though I predicted it the day before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm really excited to see him. Like you say, I don't think they should have released him. Maybe the rest of Hit Row was fine, but they, I think they should have kept Swerve in NXT. Um, I was just thinking, could you imagine how good a match between for the North American Championship would be now if Swerve was involved? Yeah. Um, like exactly. Swerve versus Camilla Hayes. But I think he's going to be brilliant um, going for like the TNT title and things like that. Uh, maybe yep. even towards the top once he gets a good sort of showing behind him. As you said, he got a real good pop in the crowd. So, yeah, excited for that. Really good signing. 
Mm. Yeah. Do you want to go through the next match, Fesh? Yeah, so the next match on the card was um, Ty Conti versus Jay Cargill for the TBS title. Didn't have like loads of notes on this. Um, I thought the entrances were really cool here. They did some special entrances, which I didn't expect. Ty Conti had a uh, sort of war paint on almost. Yeah, um, awesome. And Jay Cargill had a man playing a guitaring on her entrance. And speaking of looking awesome, how cool did Jade Cargill look here? I thought she looked like yeah, amazing. She, she cool. is a Definitely proper amazing. star. I think a proper star. Like, yeah, she, oh, she she looks and feels everything about her has. I, I'm has saying that power. we're we're however long into her AW run. I think she is got more potential than Britt Baker. I think she is the top woman in AW. Jade Cargill. In, in a lot of ways, yes. To be um, honest, mm. I thinking about it at the moment, the way I'll get into it later on, but the way Britt's matches has been, and run has been going, I prefer watching Jade Cargill in ring by far. Mm. Um, I think she looks incredible. And like you say, who else do you know matches their hair to their outfit? She's just so, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, um, just looked. Yeah, that's what Conti looked amazing as well with that makeup Fisher mentioned. Yeah. Um, she, and she start did. the match with the kiss just to really <laughs> yeah, throw Conti that, 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 that was <laughs> so I was shocked. That was such a cool way to start it. Um, I really, I really like that. Um, Came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It was really cool. Conti really took it to Cargill here as well, which I, I wasn't expecting. I was expecting a bit of a squash. I know we're on a pay-per-view, but she really went for it. And I, again, I've just mentioned it. I much preferred this match to Britt and Conti's match. Um, yeah, I actually enjoyed this that. one. I think Fisher said earlier on that he thought Layla Hirsch and Statlander was the best women's match. I thought this was the best women's match for me. I thought this was a really good I don't think match. there was lo- loads in it, but I just think overall... That, that one probably exceeded my expectations the most, in, in a way, mm-hmm. I guess. I, I don't know. Whereas the Brit one didn't, didn't do it for me as much. And this no. one was kind of in, in the middle. This was kind of what I expect from a Jade match now, which is um, good, a decent-ish wrestling and her dominating and, and getting a win, which mm. is what happened. Um, and I think her finisher is really cool, the Jade. Yeah, I do like the finisher. I like we've come away from interference of it as well now. She had a couple of matches where it was like she was relying on interference, which was a bit of a shame. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, um, she showed some um, top rope skill with a frog splash. Yes, I admit I that on my yeah. notes. I, didn't, I don't know if we... I put that I hadn't seen her do that before. No, I think, um, it was, I think, I think they mentioned a commentary. If, I, if she has done it before, I haven't seen it, so... That was good. I feel like she's added more to her repertoire as she goes through. Repertoire. And she's get, I feel I feel like she's getting better. Yeah, that's a good word, isn't it? That is a good um, word. Yeah. I feel like um I feel like she's getting better and better. I said that the other day. I feel like her matches are getting better. Maybe she's facing good opponents as well now, because a lot of her squash matches at the start were against random unsigned talent. Whereas now she's beating people that are, are recognized on the roster and they're having actual matches. I think maybe that's helping as well. Um, so her, her, she looks better because her opponents are good as well. Um, I think that always helps. It does take two to tango a little bit sometimes. It does take two to tango. Um, one, one of those two in this match was Conti, and she did the um, she she got Jade back with a kiss on the forehead and then hit with a DDT. Um, but the, the kick out there, um, and let's say the Jade did got the win, um, which now leaves her twenty nine and zero. I think the only other thing worth, worth noting is Conti um, did like a sort of flip off the top rope onto Mark Sterling. And she did that like crazy sign, which we saw later on from Guevara, her uh, partner. 
So that's yes, like a, I didn't even think of that. Thing uh, them two no, did, I didn't notice that, but well she, done. She did the crazy thing. Yeah. That was the cool. Time. And Jay responds actually by kicking Anna Jay pretty hard into the barricade. She like proper, like smashed her into the barricades, which was quite good as well. But yeah, Jade Cargill is a star. And if we're looking at people who could move over to WWE, I think if she's not at the top of the list from Vince, then she should be very near the top of the list, in my opinion. I think she's that good. Should we move on to the next match? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, she's 29. I wrote down that she's 29 and 0 now. So she's getting towards that 30 mark. I reckon she should go like to about 50 before she loses this title at least. Yes. If she she defends it regularly, so that's not going to be like years and years. No. She defended that title was defended like two times a month, probably. So Mm. if if she gets to at least like 50, um, you know, I think that that would be good. Maybe someone beats her on the on the fiftieth match or something like that. Yeah, but I think Build again, the, the the question is who, because I think we're going to come to that question maybe a bit later with Britt Baker. Yeah, I am a bit concerned about that. Like with some of the them. cards, maybe below Baker and Cargill wasn't um, looking the strongest. Um, but let's move on to MJF and CM Punk in their dog collar match. Um, I mean, obviously, before we even get into the match, the start of here, obviously, the cut-off personality hits. And I think he's done this before MJF on a Dynamite, where he's the Punk's music's hit, and then he's cut it, and he's come out instead. So that was like a cool, like, oh, well, that's, that's a cool entrance from MJF. But I, I was like, fair play. Like, he's, he's got me there. I really, really thought that was Punk coming out. Um, but then Punk, with his entrance, um, again, I don't know if you guys knew what this was, this music or his look. I didn't know, but it's his Ring of Honor entrance and Ring of Honor um, attire, which I think they mention. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know it at the time, but no. I think it was Excalibur again. He's so yeah. good at stuff like this. He mentioned. Calling yeah. back. He, he, he's got a great knowledge of outside major promotions. So yeah. if he says something, you know, he'll, quite often he'll put the detail on it uh, to make sure the viewers know where it's from. Because I, I didn't know that was his Ring of Honor music. No, nor did I. But I thought it was a really cool entrance either way. I would have liked Carl personality, but I, they, they, I think a lot of people in the crowd would have well, liked they played that. It, they played it after. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, as we get into the match, there was a bit where MJF grabbed the mic trying to get him to quit, and Punk replies with, eat shit, Max. I quite enjoyed that. Quite a <laughs> cool thing. Um, again, just brutal, wouldn't it? Just blood everywhere. I like punk Punk's... Literally swimming in his own blood, essentially. Oh, um, they love a bit of blood in this. They do. I mean, pay per view, didn't they? It was he everywhere. basically got the same level of blood as he did on um on uh, Dynamite, where he was basically crimson mess then as well. Uh, we also got some thumbtacks a bit later on, um, and yeah, just brutal, brutal match. And obviously, we've we've mentioned it briefly, but we it comes down to MJF shouting for Wardlow. Wardlow coming down in his suit, looking great. Asks him for the ring. He's checking all his pockets. Can't find it. And then I think Punk obviously pulls him away. And then Punk looks over and he's like, that pocket, I haven't checked yet. Pulls it out. And I just love, he just put it down and walked off and just left him to it. And it's brilliant. And I can't wait for the follow-up, what MJF's going to say from this. Punk to win it with the ring. Amazing. 
um, amazing. And yeah, what even the ending before he even hit him, MJF spat at him because MJF knew he was beaten basically, and just like one one last like attempt of being I'm glad he did that knob. rather yeah. than um, rather than like begging because I thought he might start begging or something like that. And he but he did that earlier in the match, didn't he? He did. He did it towards the so. start. Yeah. Oh, sorry, so, sir. So, <laughs> sorry. So this is sorry, PG the Punk. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be the end of. Um, of Punk and MJF yeah, now. We move, we move on to MJF Wardlow. I'm surprised we didn't see Spears here. After that, I thought Spears would come yeah, and stop nice. Wardlow. And I thought Wardlow would take out Spears. So that's, that's what was going to happen. But no Spears, which was interesting. Maybe that might even come up. Uh, Probably get that first, it. won't we? Um, yeah. Yeah. It would destroy Spears first. Do the 10, 10 power bombs. Yeah. Whatever. And you talked about Tombstones here. Punk, re- MJF went to Punk, uh, tombstone Punk. Punk reversed it into a tombstone himself on the apron. That reversal was mad. The, yeah. the bend that MJF did, he was like in a full bridge almost. It was insane. Yeah, mad one. But um, yeah, that's all mine. You guys got anything else to add on this one? You know, it was well, a really cool. Sorry, Fish, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, it was probably, this might actually be my match of the night purely because I love story. And mm. the story to this match, particularly the end, the finish... I absolutely loved it. Um, the Wardlow mm. bit when he came down with the ring, I just thought that was amazing. Um, it's been building to it for so long. And this has been my favourite feud in wrestling since, you know, especially the last sort of month or so, I think it's been amazing. Um, there was a period where like they, they, could, they did the first promo, which is incredible. Then they couldn't top it for a bit. And I was like, oh, this might just drag, but they've pulled it back around to be amazing. And yeah, I just loved it. I mean, not always these sort of bloody type of matches are not always my my cup of tea. But it no. wasn't so because it wasn't crazy spot fest with like no. weapons used all wasn't the time. Any screwdrivers or anything there there was lots of good actual wrestling in it. I know there was the thumbtack. Mm. I don't mind thumbtack spot. I thought it was thumbtack spot, particularly with the um when he MJF fell onto them. I thought that was yeah. really well done. Um so I thought his, his face was like Yeah. Yeah. I um, didn't I didn't like didn't I can't which one of them crawled over for a pin and was like crawling through the thumbtacks, which was quite MJF, cool. I think. Yeah, that's like to show how how much they needed this win to like crawl over thumbtacks to try and get the win. Yeah, great storytelling, wasn't it? Oh no, yeah. the superplex. Um, MJF superplex punk onto the thumbtacks, which was mad. Yeah, and I, I think even the ref had a thumbtack in his hand at one point. Yeah, he did. Was, yeah, he, he went for the count cool. and got a thumbtack in his hand. <laughs> but uh, there were some great spots. Um, with MJF whipping Punk with the chain. That mark on his back. Yeah, that, that was yeah. early on. That yeah, that was like two minutes into the match as well. Yeah. Proper chain <laughs> as well, that is. Uh, almost instantly, you had MJF literally being choked by, as he was trying to run away. Although it's a bit, it's a little bit silly. It's like, mm. you're in a dog color match, he tries to run away. So I got to yeah. admit, I think you know you're attached by the neck, but then he was choking him, kind of symbolic, because it was what was happening to Punk on uh, Dynamite. Um. I, I liked it. I, I really did love it. And I think the the way they did the win was so clever um, mm-hmm. to set up that that Wardlow feud that we're so longing for. And also um, giving Punk the win, because I, I think he needed it. This has been too savage a beating on Punk to have him then lose. It would have been... I think Punk may well move on to a really big, big, big feud as well after this. Maybe he's maybe he goes for the title next, because he's only lost like what one match, isn't he? Two MJF the first did, time. Did did we all have punk in predictions? 
I think every single person did, which is weird. Oh, really? Because, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, which yeah. is weird because, you know, you'd thought somebody maybe go for MJF, but I think everybody said CM Punk to win oh, this. Fair enough, then. Which yeah. actually surprised me. Um, but yeah, we all did, certainly. Um, but yeah, I loved, I, you know, I've already said, but I absolutely love this match. It's my favourite. I think it was my favourite match. Just the, the ending, just, I loved it. Yeah, really sold it. So on to our next match, uh, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. DMD. Um, DMD. I mean, to be honest, it's sad because I think I'm looking forward to these matches more than they're actually selling, which is a bit of a shame because I was so excited for this. Um, the match was good in terms of uh, some of the spots. We had an awesome uh, avalanche air raid crash and Thunder Rosa looked like a beast because she was kicking out of everything. She kicked out of a, a stomp. She managed to wriggle out of the um, lock jaw and actually tried to put a lock jaw on Britt Baker, which yeah. was a really clever spot. Um, the only issue I had here was first, I think um, Hater and Rosa on the outside are starting to hinder Britt's matches because they almost stop and slow the match down and focus on that so much. That I think when I think uh, we go back to matches she had previous to them both hanging around with her, they were a lot quicker pace. Um, and it was all about Brits in wrestling rather than constant interference. I feel we get too much here. And the fact that she needed, I think, three referee distractions with Thunder Rosa either pinning or tapping her out, it, it just makes her look really weak. Um, and you put her in the ring with someone without interference, it's almost like how can she win because she I can't remember the last time she won clean I honestly can't but thinking back to the other Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match even though she lost she looked incredible um but the win again was um um Thunder Rosa sort of attacking the outside interference with a huge spear through the ropes which was insane I absolutely (laughs) loved that she flew um um, but then as she rolled back in, a pretty standard sort of uh, finish, r- rolled back into the ring and then Britt managed to get the stomp on her. Um, I almost thought it was Seth, Seth Rollins, <laughs> to be honest, the way uh, this went down. Love, um, love the curb stomp. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this match itself was fine, but that's all it is. It's just a fine match. And for a match that I think under didn't deliver in terms of build for what it could have done, I don't think it delivered in ring either. I, I think there's a bigger storyline here. I think we this is happening again at the um, St. Patrick's Slam show. And maybe Thunder Rosa wins the belt there. I don't know, because that's, that's actually the one-year anniversary of their um, Lights Out match as well. So there is something to that. Um, but this one, yeah, I think, I mean, the ref interference is there was... A tombstone pile driver, speaking of the night of tombstones, Ro- Rosa did one to Baker. Um, and Red Bull distracted the ref. Uh, would have been obviously the ref, the ref counted to like seven, uh, the crowd counted to like seven, and then she and that was it. Um, and she had her in the straight jacket, Rosa, and Baker tapped out, but again, the ref was down. Um, so yeah, a few too many interferences. Um, here I want to see Rebel and Baker go at it. Um, but maybe that's best with the belt not around. Um, but who knows? But again, we said this earlier, who knows who's going to beat Jay Cargill? Who's going to beat Thunder Rosa? Because right now there isn't actually a um, 
obvious person to be any of them. There's, there's no one really built up to do that. Thunder Rosa was the one. She's lost here. I'm, I'm surprised that if they're going to go back there again so soon, but I think, think they might. I can't see Layla Hirsch and Baker, personally. But yeah, they just need to start building up no, the undercard a bit more. I, I think maybe they need to break away Hater um, and maybe get Hater to face Brit for the title. I think that would be quite a cool angle to go for. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it just, if whether you think Hater's ready. I think she's overdone it now with the title. Um, because some of her matches I've not quite enjoyed as much as I used to, and compared to other uh, women's matches, um, I, I, I was I can't help but compare it as well to WWE. The standard just hasn't quite been there. I think Cargill's match versus Conti was far better. Um, yeah, like yeah, you was, said, yeah. just a shame because I think both competitors are absolutely incredible, and I just don't think it quite showed them off. Um, I'd have loved Thunder Rosa to win. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Exactly. You got to there, fish. Um, no, I mean, I was, I was disappointed with this match a little bit because of the how good their their lights out match and stuff was previously. You know, it's like they, they were saying, "Oh, it's possibly the match of the year last year." Um, and then to to do this, where it was just like full of silly ref distractions and nonsense. Um, yeah, I, I I was confused as well because. In the build-up, they've used Mercedes Martinez a lot to sort of counteract, yeah. and she didn't come down. And I was just like, this story's just all over the place. Like, the ref twice was, like you say, they could have counted to seven or whatever. And, mm. like, you do it, what if you fall for it once, fine, the ref, you know, that happens. But they did it twice, and then they did other spots as well. And I was just, why is this happening? Um, and I just don't know where they go from here. Where, who, who's going to take the title off of Britt Baker? I have no idea. Um, I saw someone actually say, I mean, I kind of understand where they're coming from. I saw someone say, is Britt Baker starting to become like the Charlotte Flair of AEW? As in like, she's almost too dominant and like too overbooked at the moment. Yeah. And, and just being used, it's like she's the only one they care about. I, I think Jade as well comes into that. Um, the, luckily, there's a second title. If there wasn't a second title, it'd be, I'd be even more sort of critical of it. Um because the women are having good matches and they're having, but I just don't know. Like, I feel like Britt's gone beating everybody she can beat. I know you could still do the, the Rosa match again and she may well end up beating her. And I think they may well do that. But I don't understand what they do. If they're going to do that, why don't they, they just didn't do it here, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, it's just the match was, the wrestling itself was fine here. There were, I had no complaints over Baker or Rosa's performance, but I feel like they've really didn't deliver here um this is the only match on the card i was a little bit disappointed by i thought everything else either hit expectation or exceeded it in a couple of cases exceeded it massively um but this one i felt was just a little bit below par unfortunately yeah. we're all on a similar wavelength there um <laughs> yeah. unfortunately yeah a bit of a shame but it, it was a good match just just the constant interference if you'd have taken that out it probably would have been a different story but then again, you couldn't mm. have had Thunder Rosa. She'd have had to have won with that, the way it went. Yeah. Yeah. Or just have one interference rather than four or five. Yeah. But Fish, do you want to go on to the next one? 
Yeah, so let's start the uh, the next Far one. more positive, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we forgot to mention, I don't think you guys mentioned a new belt design, actually. Did no, I didn't even know it's a new belt design. No, oh, yeah, the, the women's belt belts, well. they, they've got a different belt. I thought it was so much better. Oh, okay. um, much nicer belt. Yeah, yeah, looking looking at that. yeah. Well, that was an important thing we missed, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought we'd better mention that. It's, I thought the belt looked so much cooler, the new one. Yeah. Amongst all um, my notes, I missed that. Yeah, and we'll move on to the next one. So the next match, this is where things got really interesting. Um, so we had Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. And they just put on, as you'd expect, a great wrestling match. Um, I knew what this was going to be. Like, they've talked about the violence and, and bleeding in the build-up. And they just basically beat each other up. It was like a fight. Um, brilliantly done you know two great wrestlers two main event stars um as well so it had a big match feel about it um brian was being quite cocky at the start um doing his sort of warm-up things and stuff and just being a bit love his jumping jacks yeah that kind of stuff yeah um and then i noticed as well look the crowd kind of was a bit quiet at the start of this match i think the um the mjf cm punk match kind of there's a dip after that. The women's match seems to have quite a quiet crowd. It is a long show. The yeah. crowd really, this started quite quiet, but the crowd really grew into this match, I felt. Um, I love the bit they were both on the floor striking each other. Um, the, the only thing I didn't, I thought was a little bit odd was the finish. I was so confused when, I, I, when they showed the replay a couple of times, I finally realised what happened. When I first watched it, I was like, what? Mox didn't, win there it i was so confused by that pin yeah i um, think what they were going for was obviously danderson had the triangle sleeper on him and moxley turned it into a pin and danderson wasn't prepared to let go and it cost him the win i think that's what they were going for but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't clear i think that's well, the it was very thing. clever but it was a bit the angle of the camera, I think, didn't help. Yeah, and also, when like, they showed it on the replay, it was a bit better. Moxley's foot hit the rope as well by accident, I think. It was just, yeah, not, yeah. not the best finish. I mean, but, there was a there was a great headbutt, I just want to say quickly, outside the ring where they both cut open from it, where yeah. it looked like, look like they actually clashed heads. I don't know whether they meant to. It was, they probably both were like, let's actually headbutt each other here. Let's just go for it because <laughs> it looked brutal. And like, compared to Punk's blood, where that looked like red face paint here the blood looks legit I, I felt yeah it was a real wrestling school for the evening uh, for the evening it was that a really was a real a real wrestling school i think um, yeah. from two and of the I, best wasn't and it? that's what they're going for aren't they with the gimmick and and what they're trying to sort of lead to uh, and sort of adding insane. on from that so after the match brian's pissed because he didn't think he had lost and he, he pushes the ref and I was like, oh, okay, so we're going to get sort of fired up Brian. And then he just attacks Moxley afterwards. And I was thinking, okay, this is, this is cool. Are they going to, what's going to happen? Are they still going to end up teaming up? Then William Regal just marches out. Like no, <laughs> music, nothing just comes out. And I was like, oh my God, Regal's here. Gives and he just gets in, the, gets in the ring, looks at him, <laughs> gets in Mox's face, slaps him. I love goes over to thing. Brian, slaps him. I was like, this, this is incredible. Um, and then just brings them together. And yeah, it looks like we're getting sort of Regal heading up this faction, which is, I think is the perfect person. Amazing. Because you, you're, you're putting a faction that's trying to train up the next generation, make people better. Because Regal even said himself, let's get, you know, sort yourself out and we can make this place, we can turn this place around or something like that, he said. As in, yeah. 
we can train these people to wrestle how we want them to wrestle. Um, and yeah, having the guy who was the sort of brains behind NXT for the last decade or more, um, it's brought through so many people in WWE and that have ended up in AEW as well and worked <laughs> yeah. with so many people, including Mox and Brian themselves. It's just the absolute perfect person for this, for this role. Sometimes when they bring managers in and they, they really miscast it, but, uh, and that goes not just in AEW, that can go across the board. Sometimes I'm like, well, that doesn't really fit there. You know what I mean? Um, but here, I mean, you couldn't get a more perfect, you literally couldn't get a more perfect person to head up the faction if that's what they're going to do. Yeah, well, you mentioned um, about Regal being the perfect guy. I just think it's really interesting that this AW started with the, the Wednesday Night Wars and we now have from NXT the GM Regal. We had the champ, Adam Cole. The tag champs are in AW. They've just Keith Lee, the North American champ, probably basically all the champs and the GM from when they were bit rivals are now with AEW. Um, I mean, we've spoke a lot about the WWE releases and oh, some of them make sense, some of them we don't know. William Regal is the worst one. If there's one person they should not have released, it's William Regal. A big loss for WWE and AEW. Not only if they, they had to sign him because of how great he is, but they've cast him in the perfect role, I think. Well, not just casting as well. They've they've obviously got him on screen, but also his backstage presence is going to be amazing. He's really mm. going to bring the company on. He's going to have some great ideas. And he's yeah. been in WWE for probably, what, 30 years, 20, 30 years, something yeah. like that. Yeah, there's um, about 20, 25 years. So it's, this is a big he has got a it? wealth of knowledge that he can bring over. He's going to have the good stuff, the bad stuff. I think it's an amazing signing. Going back to the match as well, some of the real, I, I said about it being like a wrestling school, some of the reversals they were doing, like there was a suicida where, well, they firstly missed a couple, but then um, reversed, they reversed it. Like Mox almost caught Danielson in the air and then they just started beating down on each other. Something I don't think I've really seen. I just thought it was so good. Um, I, it really did not let me down this match. Really enjoyed it and with that amazing surprise at the end, something we wasn't expecting. Yeah, and I thought if, if I could, I thought I was 10 out of 10 on excitement levels for Daniel Sin and Mox as a tag team. I'm now on like 11, 12 out of yeah. 10 because William Regal in yeah. the mix is like, my God. I can't God. wait for a promo. Oh, I can't wait because they're going to they're gonna try and recruit young wrestlers as well, aren't they, into yeah. that group. Like, yeah, I can't definitely. wait. I think Daniel Gossie is perfect for this group. Mm. Oh, I just like, thought of something. It, 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 it's random and unlikely, but could you imagine if Samoa Joe joined? Oh, oh my God. And join that faction. Joe, Joe, to be fair, Joe. if Joe did come into AEW, that'd be, the, again, it would be the perfect, perfect. place for him. The relationship yeah. with Regal. Yeah. Fire the, the on style, the promo side. The, the He's style, the promo teacher. The style of fighting and, and wrestling. Oh, dear, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bring me some other it's too much. It actually might be too good. It's always that. too good. It might, yeah. it might, uh, that might be too good. Who, if you had those three on the same team like they shouldn't lose ever like well, legitimately he'd be, he'd be incredible for someone to go and coach in Ring of Honor as well yeah. interesting to see yeah with the Ring of Honor because I think um, it was I don't know if it was confirmed or whatever but Tony Khan's going to book Ring of Honor so it's not this. they're going to continue matches and interesting to see what he does with 
who he puts on Ring of Honor, how he books it, whether he does cross promotions. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. And yeah, I can't, you know, that's, that's a bit of a side, but I can't wait for this. And Danielson and Mox have to be tag champs at some point because they're, they're too good not to be tag champs. I can't wait to see them maybe do proper tag team moves and like you know we mentioned that with the, the triple threat tag team match how great those teams were as teams if these guys can do great work as a team and have a run as tag champs i think it could be insane i really think it could I, and also you wouldn't miss them from the top of the card because top of the card is so stacked you no. can take danielson and mox out of it <laughs> don't really know if we need him in the tag division either but well yeah i mean it's gonna be so good <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if they'll go into the tag division i can see them training a tag team to go into the tag division and yeah. training a woman to go into the women's division, training someone for the TNT. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. I, I think they should do that rather than necessarily be tag team champions themselves. Um, obviously they'll probably have tag team matches um, and six man matches. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, whatever happens, I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah. So it, it really is. You think Regal's going to wrestle six man match? No, I was on about when they recruit. Someone. Oh, when they recruit. Someone. I was on all about Regal. Oh. God no, no. <laughs> no, Regal's not wrestling, is he? No, surely. I very much doubt it. No, um, no, I meant when they re- if they recruit Lee Moriarty or Daniel Garcia mm. or the, all these sort of young people, they can tell them. Well, the thing is, we say Regal's not going to wrestle. He can't be. How how old is he, William Regal? Sixties. I think he's in his fifties. Late I mean, fifth, how, how, how old Sting? Because let's move on to this match. Oh, wow. The AHFO against Sammy Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen. Before I get into the, the, the nooks and crannies of this match, Sting is just, I mean, what a guy. That spot. I can't I believe, believe it. <laughs> when I saw I was him like, no way. in the Matt no Hardy way. up there, I was like, is he going to push Matt Hardy off? What's, what's going to happen? But no, Matt Hardy moved away and then. Andrade was on top, and I was like, Sting's not going to jump through four tables. Off an entrance, an arena entrance. Yeah, and this happened moments after Sammy Guevara did a Spanish fly off the entrance ramp, or, or whatever it's called. Yeah, that, that on, was that. Onto... I think of all the mad spots in the night, I think that Sammy Guevara one was probably the maddest. Although you could say Sting's was madder. Considering yeah, just because just it's Sting. Just because yeah. it's Sting is why that one stood out. Um just absolute mad spots. This match was carnage. Yeah, this carnage. match delivered. Straight away, you just had bins going everywhere. Well, like... you say that straight away, the entrance, you had the Sammy Guevara video where they're at like a funeral for the AHFO or, and then he, the car flies in and he gets out of the car and he coffin drops like one of the funeral, funeral directors. It's really weird, but standard Darby Allen video. But then he walks down to the ring and you've got uh, Sammy and Sting walking and he flies into the ring, takes out Andrade. He's like, and I've never seen, I say it all the time, I've never seen anyone move like Darby Allen. If, if you gave FIFA ratings to these wrestlers, Darby Allen's pace would be 99 because that guy, <laughs> he flies around left, right and centre. It's absolutely The way he flew into the guy, um, I can't remember his name, but they, they put the bin on his head. And sat oh, him yeah. Joe's any assistant. Yeah. And he flew, he flew at him, like, completely yeah. annihilated him. I couldn't believe that spot. They took he him out and showed like, Sting and him were just, like, battering him. I was like, hello. Yeah, I know. He's like a wrestler. It's really random. Um, yeah, just... The crowd got a good show in here, didn't they? 
They, they were in yeah. the crap, like in yeah, the actual rooms. It was mad. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, this was if if we were going on um, matches with least expectations, yes. giving us the best expectation. I think this is one of the best ever. That's what yeah. I was kind yeah, of referring to when I said about Britt there, Baker yeah. match not delivering to expectation, and then some yeah. of us. This was the one I had no care about this before. I didn't think it'd be a crazy spot. I thought it was just a six-man tag. I know it was yeah. tornado rules, but I didn't expect this. I really, I didn't it really did. It was crazy, wasn't it? Especially from just from Sting and like we had um obviously we had all the AHFO come down. We had Butcher and Blade come down across to you. Got to see them. Uh, we had yeah, yeah, they were Mark Quinn come down as well. Butcher um, and Blade were just there to set up that big table stack, weren't they? <laughs> Ready for Sting. Yeah, the only thing that didn't quite work in this match was the finish. We had Darby did a scorpion death drop through a chair and Matt Hardy was like halfway across the ring and he went to do a coffin drop and basically missed him. He was rolling away for some reason. Yeah, like they showed the replay from above and his head might catch him slightly but that like that's very minimal contact. I don't know what Hardy was doing. He was rolling out the way. I don't know whether he was checking to see if something was in the way. Chair yeah, or something like I that. I mean, Darby can't jump any further. I mean, no. he, he jumped half across the ring, but yeah, it's just just missed the finish a bit. But it doesn't matter. The match was so good. I don't care if you missed the finish. Unbelievable. When I saw it was on second to last, I was like, this is a really odd spot to put this match because it is yeah. just going to be pants. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I, I think they, it's got, it's, I think a lot of the time they do, WWE do it as well, where they put like the two main events and they have like a filler match sandwich in between. So, yeah. like, if you, if you think of Brian and Mox as one of the main events and the main event itself, and then this was kind of the fun filler match. And God, it was, it was a lot of fun. It, it was a lot of fun. main event for me. Yeah, it, it was, it was fun, like way well, more fun than any right one thing that's coming out of it is, um, sort of what happens next. Um, so obviously the, the Hardy family office does again and Matt took the pin noticeably as well. Um, with all the Jeff Hardy rumors coming about him coming in, um, I've, you know, I've heard that he's potentially debuting next week, um, as soon as that. So do you think that they're going to just expand on maybe a Wednesday on Dynamite? Well, I, I, think, I think that's where it is going. I saw, um, Matt Hardy tweet basically said, Sorry for the loss, and I'll sort out on Wednesday or something. There you go. Yeah, I think that's what he said. I, I so. think I think he will go in the ring. He will try and um, explain it, and maybe Andrade and or, or Private Party will take him out, and then Jeff will come in and and help Matt, and that'll be Matt will turn face because you can't yeah. book and Jeff. I know you mentioned on your predictions, Keeney, but I think booking Jeff Hardy as a heel coming in mm. would be one of the stupidest booking decisions everyone <laughs> honestly if you book jeff hardy as a heel that's not so I, 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 I was watching this match yeah and i know my prediction was hfo because i thought maybe jeff hardy and i was watching it and i was thinking if jeff hardy comes in there he's going to come in against matt hardy i was like yeah i, I could, I, I could be, see jeff hardy face. Can you imagine Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen teaming up, just flying, like just do you know what? They could, they could even do that, but I yeah. don't think they. I don't think what, they I was watching. I thought if Jeff Hardy turns up, it's not going to be to help Matt Hardy. It's going to be against Matt Hardy because Matt because you had all the. Well, I was thinking it could happen because you had the butcher and the blade, and all these people. I was thinking maybe someone's turning up to help Darby Sting and uh, Sammy win, mm. and obviously Jeff Hardy would have been perfect. But you know, from from what I've read and the rumors, is he could come in as soon as Wednesday. I think his 
non-compete is up. So, um, yeah. and if Matt's addressing it on on Dynamite, I can see. Yeah, I can't believe the words of Tree, but it's basically, I apologise. It was my, I take the the blame for that loss, and I'll to be honest, make they it, probably I'll make a right on Wednesday. If they could have debuted him here, I think they've done the right decision in waiting because again, you can only debut C on pay per view. He was still within his clause. Was it? Yeah, he's still well, in ninety day. Yeah, at, um, a few days in the last when, when the last pay per view was when they debuted Danielson and um, Cole. They also debuted Ruby Soho on the same show. So they debuted three people that show. So yeah, they could have had. Three, they, they've done it before. They can uh, do it, yeah. but I feel like it overshadows. I feel like Jeff Hardy would have overshadowed. Yeah, Swerve, Swerve would have been forgotten that, wouldn't it? Because yeah. everyone, everyone's talking about William Regal already. Do you know what I mean? Swerve's kind of like, oh, that was cool as well. But then if you had Jeff Hardy into the mix, I feel like. Oh, and it is really. Mentioned. I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Swerve kind of all of a sudden doesn't feel like a big deal. And I, I'm thinking now, like they're they're just sacking their roster. And we talk about more signings. It's just they need more. Their roster, they've they've got Ring of Honor now as well. So that, I wonder and, if they'll just push a lot of these unused people to Ring of Honor. Well, Tony Khan did um, confirm in a sort of um, press call after the show that he is definitely booking Ring of Honor, and it yeah. is going to be. A show because nobody knew, everyone knew, like, you know, we debated the other day will they just use the tape library? Will they use it as development? Will they give it to somebody else? What will they do? But Tony, Tony Khan basically confirmed that he is going to run that as well. Um, this guy has a, he owns Fulham FC and he owns, well, his, da- his dad, a, a, his dad, does. American football team, doesn't he, as well? Yeah, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, and now two wrestling companies. Yeah, and probably loads of other stuff too as well. I'm absolutely fair. mad, isn't it? Yeah, but he's booking weekly shows. Like he's he's nuts. They're not yeah. doing much of Fulham. They're not doing a lot of Fulham though, are they? Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're top league by like loads of points. <laughs> but anyway, this isn't this isn't a Fulham podcast. <laughs> um, so I think we're ready for the main event, which was our AEW. It's time for the main event. <laughs> it is, which we had. Adam Page and Adam Cole, baby. In Halo uh, gear. Sorry? In Halo yeah. gear. Yeah, in, in Halo attire. He looks amazing, uh, didn't he? That was a I bit of a random surprise. That was. I loved um, it. But it was cool. I know Adam Cole's a massive Halo fan. Um, he, oh, he, okay. He, get, he does... Um, he streams on Twitch and stuff, doesn't streams he? Doing gaming, and he's a he's a huge. He tweets about Halo all the time. Honestly, he's like a, he, he likes Halo more than we did in 2012 or something. Like, honestly, he loves it. <laughs> nah, he's he's awesome, isn't he? And to, uh, this, uh, although the build hasn't been too long for this, it did feel like a big deal. Um, mm. More super kicks than I could remember. It was absolutely crazy. Um, some really good spots. Um, an amazing spot from Adam Cole where uh, Hangman went for a moonsault and the timing was perfect. Adam Cole caught him with a super kick while he was upside down. Which was We've seen Cole do this incredible. numerous times and always get it spot on. His, his timing on stuff like that is ridiculous. Is I think there was perfect. one on, um, on Alistair Black and NXT. Alistair Black did a moonsault and he caught him on the chin. Absolutely it, like picture perfect timing. And again here, Adam Cole's just a different level wrestler, isn't he? He's, just... he's mad. I mean, the first half felt, the first half, first quarter or so, felt like Adam Cole was kicking out of everything. And then we had this switch up where Red Dragon came down to distract the ref. And then it turned more Adam Page was on the back foot. We had an amazing Panama Sunrise to the outside. I love a Panama Sunrise. It's oh, one of my favourite movies. They are beautiful. And then he did another one and the, um, the boom, the, the mm. knee to the back of the head. And he kicked out of it. 
But yeah, that he, was... he, he he didn't pull down his knee pad, is what the commentator said. <laughs> that was a big that was big though, because that was not a lot of people kick out of that no. Adam yeah. Carter in that sort of sequence. It was yeah. Yeah, but they they made a point of the knee pads. I think that's that's what they'll use as to why he kicked out. But it was, yeah. it was cool to have lots of kickouts. You really didn't know when this was going to end. Similar, I guess, to Omega Page, where it was like, who, who who's going to win here? Because they were kicking out absolutely everything. And then you had an absolute <laughs> moment where he, he hit the dead eye uh, through the table oh, to yeah, the outside on Adam Cole. That was so cool. And then you ended up with Dark Order everywhere, Red Dragon, there was fights That's... everywhere. That's the way they got them out. Um, and then um, <clears throat> you had, excuse me, ha- Hangman using Adam Cole's own moves on yes. uh, Adam Cole, which strangely got boos. I was not expecting that. The crowd were booing Adam. They did yeah. turn. I thought they turned on him at one point. I yeah, was like, yeah. When he was... it was. I think it started when he tied him to the ropes with his belt. And yeah. I think the crowd didn't like that. And then, yeah, then he was hitting Wait, him. It was, what, it was odd. Him. <laughs> it was weird. I don't know why, but it was weird. Adam Cole he, is popular. I know, I know that, but... Uh, yeah, it was odd. Got so, the buckshot, one, two, three. Yeah, I mean, I think there's been comparisons before between Cole and Shawn Michaels. And he he was done up to switch your music at one point, Adam Cole. Literally, he was, I was like, is this Shawn Michaels I'm watching? He was tuning Um, up the band. He was, he tuning up the band. Um, But yeah, just an amazing wrestling match. Um, And I think the ending was interesting. I think the the ending means something, but I don't think we can just ignore the ending because Cole's obviously down and Hangman goes over and shakes his hand at the end and the commentators make a point of code of honor um and how they yes. both started in ring of honor so that is going into the ring of honor i don't know what that means but that will mean something i, I i'm telling you that will mean something that ending i don't I think they're going to use this a lot they're going to use obviously they did it with punk's music i think they're going to use a lot of ring of honor references and i think they're going to do ring of yeah, honor but I, th- I think they're kind stuff. of introducing code of honor and, and maybe with the danielson Moxley way of doing things, that's gonna be the there's gonna be dishonor and then dishonor. Like I, I watched Sacrifice the Impact pay-per-view, and there's Ring of Honor have invaded Impact and there's the honor no more over there. And that's kind of what they're doing there a bit. And I think yeah. maybe that's maybe that's what they're gonna introduce here to um, Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me as well. Like yeah. Um yeah, but I've got nothing else to add to that. Just brilliant match. Um and I think Cole moves on to Omega. Same, yeah. I've it's got a couple of uh, other things. I just want to talk about the crowd during this match. It made me laugh quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, but their chant saying, let's, let's go, go Adam. Adam. <laughs> yeah, Because <laughs> they're both called Adam. And yeah, there was a few other things they said as well. Um, the crowd were great in this match. They they wake, they wake woke back up. I think there was, it is a long old show. That is I, my I, only slight criticism of these shows. Well, I, I, think, so I think that's why they put that match on before this. Because that last match was like, you know, that was like a shot of bloody adrenaline into the yeah, arm. Yeah. That last everyone match. got going. Woke, woke everyone up. I was like, whoa. Like, and then into this <laughs> match. Yeah. Well, one thing I think that did um, the, uh, of the overall show was very strange. I thought for such a long, big pay per view, there's no title changes. No. Not one, which I thought, I think you should have just got Britt Baker to lose. And I think we would have been okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind there being no title changes, but I would have done one. I think if the only thing I, is, I think they build up so much to AEW 
I think it needs one. It's not like WWE where they have one every month, uh, every other month. No, it's it's quite far and few between. Um, it's still right if you if all your champions are, uh, if you all your champions had only just won the belts, then I'd say, you know, keep them. But I think Brit Brit was the right time for her to drop it. Yeah, to be honest, that's the main thing I'm angling for. That, that was yeah, and even the tag the tag belts could have changed, but I, I'm fine with it staying with Jurassic yeah, Express. Yeah, I I, I personally think storyline wise, I think they did the right decision with all the belts. I don't think I I don't think the tag belts should have changed because of. The no, I don't think the tag belt should. It's just that women's title. That's yeah, and one. I think obviously the other would agree. I think the women's one, I think it's fine not changing. I say I, I said it in my predictions. I don't think they built up big enough. I, I just don't think this was the time for Baker. Didn't feel like the time Baker was going to lose to me. Um, so I wasn't again. I predicted all the titles would would stay would stay um, as as were, and that's, that was the case. We can we can move on to predictions if we're talking about that. Um, yeah, let's move on to predictions. Because you just said about this predicted all mm. the titles have changed. So you did actually win. Not just out of us three, you won a, you won the predictions. Oh wow. Um, Come on. Yeah. There he is. If, if I didn't go for AHFO to win, I'd have had a great night. Yeah, I, I, I mean you absolutely I literally said to you, you've absolutely thrown a point away. You were the only person that went for across the whole thing. I was like, you've literally thrown a point away. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you still won by one. So did anyone go for Layla Hirsch, by the way? Uh yeah, I'd said that earlier. It's just Jack. Oh yeah, just Jack. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I even um, congratulated him. Yeah. Uh, he was the only person but a lot of the matches some people did you know like everyone went for Punk I think Cole and Page there was like a bit of a there split. was a lot of Cole yeah um, Kingston and Jericho I think nearly everyone went for Kingston I think there's one person went for Jericho um, we didn't yeah we it was it was quite interesting but yeah where did won, I place uh, you were joined second oh that's not uh, bad I thought I'd absolutely with me missed. and a couple of others um, where did the leaderboard RM Punk he yeah, where didn't did... he, can't, he didn't come in the top three Oh, so am I now top? Am I now top? You're now top. Yeah, I haven't, you know, I haven't put a tweet up there yet. But yeah, you can't win anything. I'll buy myself no, a t-shirt. But you are now top of the overall <laughs> leaderboard, one point ahead of RM Punk. Buy myself a Layla I think we should t-shirt. treat ourselves to a t-shirt when we uh, when we do get the winner one, just for <laughs> yeah, participation. We should. It will help on delivery costs. But yeah, well. it will. Really. Yeah. <laughs> You're 10 out of 12, which is pretty, in a 12 match card. That's pretty good going. Like I say, I, I think you pretty much threw a point away on that first one. And then the, the Hirsch Statlander one, nearly everyone got wrong. So, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I was happy because I think Moxley Danielson was 50 50. Yeah, I went for Brian. I think that. obviously, that actually cost me the win. Yeah, Baker, Thunder Rosa, a lot of people thought Thunder was going to win. Um, I was fit, and like that tag one, I think there's a few split ones there. Even the main event, there's a few split ones. So, this wasn't an obvious card to predict. So, I, I'm I'm very happy to win. I like to thank my fans. I like to thank <laughs> my family. Oh, uh, yeah, you only won one show. <laughs> Jesus, I'm top, roll your roll and shut your mouth. I think I've come in the top three every pay per view this year so far. I've had a good start to the year. I think I have, but I've normally been third or like I've, I'm I'm gradually picking points up. But I'm not winning shows. That's what's annoying. Yeah. I completely ruined myself on the first one. <laughs> uh, and I think here, Crusty, your downfall was not going for Wardlow. I think. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I do I think Keith. I think I don't think Keith Lee was a bad pick though. What no, he's not a bad pick. Yeah. Like I, I, that again. There was about 50-50 split between them two. Nobody went for anybody else in that match. Yeah. yeah I think everyone nice. went for Wardlow or Keith Lee, which I, I was torn between the two, and I just went for Wardlow, and it you know helped me. But I went for Rosa because I thought she'd win. I, and Brian Mox, I regretted it as soon as I did it, but I went for Brian. It's um, so tough. And, so that could have gone either way. That's, yeah. That's, that, that was did. that was a proper. It nearly 50/50. did if the camera angle was different. So 
What's it? So let's just sort of wrap up with our overall thoughts on uh, on the show. I think we're in for a, a, a pay-per-view of the year contender by the end of the year, for sure, yeah. here. I, I think that you, you may get a better show across the year, but there aren't going to be many. Um, I think it was right, especially the year so far, I think. And I, I think we'll still be saying that. We could still be saying that at the end of the year. I think it was very, very good. I think... Every match was solid. There was two like surprise debuts. There was um, good, well booked throughout the show, apart from that one women's match. I would say. So yeah, I, I'm, I was very happy with the show. I'd give it like a nine out of ten. Um, I'm not going to can't give it a ten out of ten. Cause it wasn't perfect. Yeah, I think it's hard to ever give a ten out of ten for a pay per view. I'm saying actually, I thought this is for me the best of the year so far. Um, it's the first AW show of the year, so maybe when they produce more maybe we'll get better i mean they do tend to go big on pay-per-views because they're so infrequent with aw um but i mean i i put the tweet out earlier when i kind of said on twitter about how we had debuts we had great matches i mean i think that tag team matches are match of the year contender you could argue punk uh mjf is a match you can argue danielson mox is a match of the year contender there's some decent really good matches on the card i think there's Massive moments. I mean, Sting, Splash, Wardlow, uh, giving the ring to Punk, like some big moments on on the show, mm-hmm. um, like memorable. I think these are mem- we all remember these in in when we do that end of the year review. Some of these moments on this show. Um, so I think, and the storylines, like not only just the show itself was great, but I can't wait for Dynamite to see what MJF's going to say, to see who's next for Hangman, to see. Like what's gonna happen with the Bucks and Red Dragon? Like there's so much follow. I can't wait for Regal, well. Brian, and Mox. Yeah, Regal, Brian, Mox. Is, <laughs> oh, like, Regal, yeah. Like there's so, so there's good. so much that that's what makes this pay per view great. It's not just amazing. Then oh, what's yeah? That? It's the intrigue. There, there, there's there's more coming from it. Yeah, uh, I agree with yeah. you on that. No, I completely agree with everything you've said. Um, for such a long pay per view, it's just really stepped up the game, and I'm hoping. WWE going to be looking at this for WrestleMania and thinking we're going to have to really go for it, which I think is going to give us a better show there um, because they're going to they are going to compare whether they say or not. Um, well, yeah. I think like WrestleMania say, they look at something different though because of the celebrity involvements and the things like that. Yeah. You know, I think they look at it differently, but um, Those the matches, matches won't be as good as this, but the show yeah. might be and more entertaining in other I think ways. Couple, like, I think we could see. Edge and AJ and I. Yeah, think, obviously there's going to be some good matches. I think, ones I, like I, that, think Roman, I hope I, they hit the spot. Really. Yeah. That's what I want. Roman. I, Brock, I, I, I really think Roman Brock, Brock is going to. Be as long as the big matches big. deliver and the undercard matches are fun and, and yeah. do what they're supposed to do. And the women's matches are going to, I think, have to sort of outshine. I think, the, the, I think the women's matches will be really good. I, yeah. I've got a feeling about that. Becky Belair will be better than any women's match on this card, guaranteed. Yeah, defo. Mm. On on Revolution, really enjoyed it start to finish. There was no match because I got to HFO. And I was honestly like, because put you all in perspective, I was watching this pretty quick. I was trying to watch it pre coming on the podcast. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. So I might try and skip this match. And then I was like, put up with it. And then there was bins everywhere straight away. So even the one that was thought was going to let me down was one of my top matches of the night. And as Mm. you said, even going back to the buy-in and the House of Black, um, yeah. versus Death Triangle was an amazing match and if you put that on another pay-per-view as the main event I wouldn't be disappointed <laughs> it was that good a match um, really really enjoyed it um, some of the builds as we said weren't 
fantastic that the matches really brought them up to a level. And what's going to happen after that has now just just made it spot on. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Fantastic pay-per-view. And as you said, one of the ones to discuss a few points at the end of the year. Yeah, so I think that's a, a thumbs up for the Recharge Boys. I think we're all... An Orange Cassidy style one. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all happy with that one. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's us done. I think that is uh, Revolution given the recharge stamp of approval and we, we move on as the week of wrestling moves on and we are going to be back uh, with a pod dropping on Friday morning of the review of the week's wrestling, obviously not including Revolution, but we will be going into the, the fallout from Revolution, um, which will be big and obviously the, the, the standard WWE as we get into WrestleMania season. Um, follow us on Twitter at Recharge Wrestle. Uh, follow, like, subscribe our YouTube channel, Recharge Wrestling. Um, you know, interact with us, send us messages. We're always happy to hear from people. I mean, you know, we love talking wrestling, so we, we're happy with any any old wrestling chat. Um, so, so come with us anything, interact with our tweets. Uh, we're also part of the Robot Republic Network, so give them a follow on Twitter as well, at RobotRepublic underscore. Uh, they're also on YouTube as well, Robot Republic, so check those out if you're into gaming and they do a lot of streaming. Um, just on that quickly, with the, the new WWE 2K22 comes out this week, I believe. Um, yeah. So I think once that's out, I've had the, I've actually myself had a look on um, YouTube today at some of the like, clips from it. It looks pretty good, so I think... On our YouTube channel in the future, we may have something to do with that. Hey, what would be like, a good idea? I'm throwing this out there now. Yeah. You two have to have a match, and I will commentate. Yeah. Is it cross-platform? I'm not sure. I, I possibly. I looked at the. I think um, it might be. I looked at the uh, GM mode. That looks really interesting. By the way, I think that's yeah. a really cool idea. I've seen like, other I, people have already. I've already. Put, I've seen some channels that are doing like GM mode against each other. Yeah, I, I think like that, that maybe that be a cool recharge GM mode competition. I think that yeah, could be a cool thing. Awesome. To, cool thing to do. So keep your eyes. If you know, if you're in, and obviously we're always up for suggestions. So if you have anything to suggest, you want to see us do, anything you want to hear you want us, us to talk do, about, talk about, yeah, ask yeah. us questions for the podcast. Exactly. We're always looking to do more specials. Also, we, we, we do these pay-per-view ones, but we, we did one a while back about draft and we, we're going to do ones in the future. Maybe an AW draft is, is going to be one we'll, we'll look at in the future as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's enough from us for this week. We're going to go and quickly plug in Recharge for Friday morning's pod and we will see you then. Goodbye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.